Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to a new Comic Book Tales issue and adventure. Um, I, I get a question commonly. And when I was younger, it was harder to answer. I don't mean young, young, but uh, as a young adult, it was harder to answer. But as I've gotten older, it's become easier for me to answer, um, partially because I just don't care sometimes what people think. Uh, and I think that's a big part of comic book collecting. And, and the question is, why do you still read comic books as an adult? So if you're if you're a lapsed comic book fan, as I talk about in the intro, and you're coming back to it, you've already got an establishment of, of a history a little bit maybe, so it's a little easier to come back to, and people might be a little more understanding of that. But as an adult who's never really read comic books as a child and you start now reading comic books, the question is going to come up with your friends, with your spouse. Why are you reading comic books? You're an adult. Comic books are for children. And it's a tough question to answer on the surface because it, you're like, well, I am an adult. And this is this podcast isn't just for adults. It's for children, adults, everybody. It's, it's a clean podcast for everyone. But it is definitely uh, – it's not – you don't have to defend it very much as a child, but you have to defend it quite a bit as an adult. And there's some embarrassment that goes with that because you're like, oh, I'm an adult. I shouldn't – I shouldn't – I don't want to tell people. You know, I don't want to tell people I collect comic books because they're going to think there's something about me. Now, let's get the stereotypes out of the way the first. Um most comic book collectors traditionally have been men. Uh, they've traditionally been single men <laughs> uh, who, you know, the, the stereotype is you, they couldn't get a date to save their lives and they've never been on a date and they live in their parents' basement or their garage or something like that. And they are complete nerds and sit on the computer all day and talk about all these things that we discuss here in the podcast. Um, there's even the theory that podcasters are also in that same vein. I disagree with all those theories, but it doesn't mean that there aren't single men who are po who are comic book collectors and podcasters, but it doesn't have to be. Things have changed. Now, if you remember some of the other issues I've talked about in the past, comic book collecting was a childhood thing. It wasn't even collecting. Comic books were read by children uh, from its, from the inception of comic books. So if you go back to the 30s, 40s, 50s, even into the 60s, comic books were read and disposed, read and disposed. There weren't a lot of collectors. So when we talk about the price of comic books, there weren't – the reason the comic books were so expensive, the old ones, is because there weren't many of them left because the kids read them till they fell apart and then threw them away. There wasn't a lot of um, – there wasn't a thought behind putting them in um, acid-free bags and, and boards and keeping them in um, controlled environments to save them, to maintain the, the, the paper. That didn't exist. And remember, these were newsprint paper. They were the cheapest paper they could come up with, with the cheapest color printing process available to make them. So if you go back and look at some of those old comic books, they were simply... The funny pages on Sundays were a better print job than some of these comic books. They're just very distorted, and the three-color printing was, was not awesome. So they were disposable, and they were meant to be disposable. Even the people creating them didn't think much of them. 
some of the artists. I mean, Marvel's famous for this, that Marvel artists weren't allowed to have their artwork back, and eventually they relented, and through the magnanimous gesture of Marvel were given their artwork back, and Steve Ditko, who wrote a lot of Spider-Man, used his sack of artwork as a cutting board until it was all destroyed because he thought so little of what he had done and so little of the gesture from Marvel. So when we talk about that period of time, this, this, the Golden Age and the Silver Age, those comics were really disposable and meant to be disposable. So you didn't really take them into adulthood. So you didn't really have collectors. Not, there were collectors, don't get me wrong, but not in the, the way we think of collectors today. Comic cons didn't exist. You you bought them at the grocery store. You bought them at the, the pharmacy you know, there was some mail order to a point, but it really was, you read it, you disposed of it when it got old and ratty, you, you got rid of it. Just like paperback books. Paperback books for a long time felt in that same vein. Now, some people still collect them. You can resell them, but nobody was reselling comic books back then. And the publishers didn't even know what to do with it. So the collectors didn't exist, so we didn't have to think about that so much. We get into the 70s into the 80s, certainly into the 90s, you start to get adults reading comic books. The stories change, as we've talked about. The stories have changed into a more adult-themed. They've gotten ratings on them. Uh, we had the comic book code, which limited a lot of things, and that was part of the reason it was more child-directed is because the comic book code didn't allow more adult themes. Uh, but as time went on, the comic book code, as we talked about, went away. And they started to rate the comics much like they rated TV, much like they rated music, uh, video, things like that. And it became a little bit more – you could pick and choose as an adult versus a child what, what was going to be something of interest to And we talked about with, with Deadpool. I'm not a big fan of R-rated movies for comic book characters. So to me, I'm not – I don't want to go full mature on all these things. I want them still to be – have some of that innocence. Uh, because that's what I grew up with, and I like that. So that's just me. But when you get that question, why do you still read comic books as an adult? What do you What do you say? I mean, the question is going to come up eventually. Somebody's going to say, tell me something about yourself that I would never guess or don't know. You're sitting around a party or sitting around a new job, and you're just going around trying to figure out something unique and different about yourself. Eventually, it's going to come out. You're going to tell somebody, and they're going to tell somebody, and eventually your secret, your deep, dark shame is going to come out. And I'm here to tell you, it, you shouldn't be ashamed. You shouldn't be ashamed of this. You're reading comic books. You're, you're, reading, you're reading words on a page that happen to have pictures. Now, I know, picture books are for children, but they're not. You know, if, if you go read a history book, it's got lots of pictures. Does that make it child reading? No. It means it has words with pictures because they're drawn images. Does that suddenly make them more childish? Not really. If you look at some of these images, they're very highly skilled. They're very highly skilled artists for, for the most part with most books uh, with certainly maybe not novel level writing, but there, there could be some decent writing in some of these things. Some are good, some are bad, just like any other book or novel. Some are good, some are bad. You can't really – Judge them simply by saying, okay, now that because there's pictures, they don't, they're not good. And I think that's where you have to get that stigma out of the way. Because if you present that argument and simply say, I read books that happen to have uh, drawings. Do you, have you ever read a book with drawings as an adult? You, if people read, they're going to say yes. If you ever looked at a magazine where it was an artist's rendition of something, well, yes. Okay, 
this is no different. This is just what I choose to do. It's not the, it's not a kid's book. It just happens to have that connotation because that's where you think it is. But think about the things you can learn from comic books. Okay. Some of it's not a hundred percent scientifically accurate. As we've seen recently, um, some scientists have said that Spider-Man couldn't work. He could not crawl up walls because of, um, attraction with this small amount of, um, attract with his fingers, fingertips and, and toes. He couldn't actually do what he's doing. <coughs> I don't know if he could or not. I think it's silly to say, could scientifically you do the things you see in a comic book? It's fantasy. It's not real. I get that. It's something you can dream about. You know, it's not supposed to be completely hundred percent scientifically accurate, but it does make you think. So let's think, let's think about this. I learned about Greek mythology and Norse mythology from reading comic books. Is it 100% accurate to the the stories in, in mythology? Not 100%, but you got a good idea about the pantheons when you're going through high school um, Greek and Roman stories and even um, Scandinavian stories. I got that. I got that because I read comic books. It was easy. Somebody says Thor. You go, boom, I know, son of Odin. Somebody says Zeus. Oh, he's the father of Hercules. It, it, it makes it so much easier to go through. Okay, how about uh, time travel? Everybody's got a theory on time travel. I know time travel currently is not uh, a possibility. Um, who knows what happens in the future? Maybe, maybe there is time travel, maybe there isn't. But it makes you think about Einstein because it's discussed. It makes you think about um, ancient Egypt. If you look reading the Fantastic Four and they go back to um, ancient Egypt – it makes you go, oh, I want to read about ancient Egypt. So you're you're expanding your, your knowledge base simply by doing that. Read the West Coast Avengers. They go back to the Old West. Okay, I want to read more about that. Um, you know, talking about um, the, the 60s and civil rights movement. You can read any of the comics from Marvel in the 60s and get the same kind of vibe for what's going on. So it makes you look further at those things. It makes you look at space travel. That we may, you may not have looked at it prior to reading the comic books. It makes you look at literature. It makes you look at knowledge. It makes you look at science because there's a lot of scientists in the Marvel Universe. So science may interest you. Robotics, uh, technology with, with Iron Man, all types of things. It broadens your horizons. In and of themselves, the comic books are not going to be your sole source of education. But they certainly can go take you down a path. You go, hmm, I need to learn more about that. I need to hear more about that. I got a taste here. Maybe it's worthwhile. Maybe it isn't, but I need to read more about that. And when you do that, you get smarter, obviously. You've learned. You've grown your base of knowledge. And I think comic books are the nice entry into that. So th when you think about this, if you don't like a topic or don't like a subject, and then suddenly you find a little piece where you go, oh, that's actually interesting. I'd like to learn more about that. And before you know it, you're interested in those things. So growing up, I didn't love history. When I was a child, I didn't love history. I started reading comic books. I started learning some things about history. And it made me want to look at more and more and more. I love history today. I listen to multiple podcasts about history. I read everything I can about history. I read historical texts. I read historical novels. I read historical accurate um biographies, things like that. I read all that stuff because it's interesting to me now because the comic books gave me an entry into that. As an adult, same thing. If you started out just watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 
maybe it gets you interested in Iron Man. And he says, okay, could he do what he does with his armor? Well, currently, no. But could he get closer? Sure. Star Wars, same thing. Can we get a lightsaber? Could anybody give me an actual real lightsaber? I don't know. They've tried. People have tried. But it got people interested in lasers, and it got people interested in uh, science and things like that. Space travel, same as I talked about earlier. Um, just anything you can think of, if there's a pinprick of information that in that comic book that makes you think further about it, that's, that's expanded your knowledge. That's that reason alone right there. Anything that's interesting presented in an interesting manner will get you to think about it in a different way. If you're presented with history all day, every day, you're going to be bored out of your mind if you don't like history. If you're presented with science, you go, oh, I don't really enjoy science. You know, it's just a bunch of beakers and tubes and bubbling liquids. I don't really care about that. And then you read a story where science plays a prominent role or even a secondary role. And suddenly you're going, oh, that was kind of interesting. Now they see that stuff in a different light. So it's an entry into another world, as I talk about in the intro. You know, it's an entry into another world, an amazing world that provides the pictures to complete the fantasy. So, yes, when we read a novel, we think about what goes into that novel. We think about, I don't know, we imagine what the characters look like and how they're interacting. At least I do. I'll speak for myself. I think about that stuff. But not everybody does. So they need the visual. Maybe you're a visual learner. You learn from the reading the story because you can see the pictures. You can see how the body moves. Early comics, not great with motion. They've gotten a lot better. Jack Kirby was probably the, the best in the early uh, artists of being able to depict motion. You know, but some of that some of the comic art from other companies, from the smaller, lesser known companies, was not awesome. And unfortunately, you had very limited uh, representations of the body and anatomy. They've gotten better at that. You know, maybe maybe that's what you're into. Maybe you maybe you want to be an artist. Here's a good chance to do that. People are the hardest thing to draw. You talk to any artist, they'll draw they'll draw trees, they'll draw birds, they'll draw other animals. But boy, you put a human on there and it's hard. It's hard to make a human look good. So when you see a human portrayed in the comic books, you got to know that's not easy. They're, what they're doing is a very difficult and specialized skill that many, many, many very good artists cannot do or not do very well. That's something to think about. So when you dismiss it as, well, it's just child's play, it's just simple, there's a lot of money invested in doing these things well. There's a lot of money invested in trying to make them entertaining and educational to a point uh, with children and with adults. So I, I, when somebody asks you that question, why do you still read comic books and adults, you need to turn to them and say, why don't you? Why don't you? What do you have against comic books exactly that makes you think it's so bad? What's bad about it? What exactly is the problem that you have with comic books? Do you think it's childish? Well, you're wrong. And that's that's the reality. Do you think it you can't learn anything? Well, read one. Don't don't tell me you, you can't learn anything until you've actually read some. Um, don't give them Deadpool, by the way. <laughs> Just as an aside. Um, Give them things that they can think about. Give them some things to enter into. Go back to some of the previous issues of Comic Book Tales and say, okay, here's some here's some characters you might like, and here's the stories you can you can read about them that will maybe entertain you and be a good jumping off point for these characters. That's what this is about. That's what this whole podcast is about. It's my attempt 
to help you either get back into or start a love of comic books. And you don't have to love every one of them. It's not required. You can have your favorites. Uh, I got my daughter watching um, Justice League Unlimited on Netflix. Okay, she'd never watched it before. She really never. She didn't watch it. Super Friends. I do have those, and I'm, I'm going to expose her to those from the '70s. But she's watching Justice League Unlimited. Okay, and if you're not familiar with this, and it's a DC property, so you may not be if you're a Marvel fan. But it's got uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, uh, Martian Manhunter, Batman to a point, uh, Hawk Girl, Green Lantern, um, that kind of thing. And I looked at her and I said, "Okay," I'm thinking to myself, "Who does she?" most identify which character does she like the most and i thought well she'd say either hot girl or wonder woman you know she's a girl she's girl 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 and usually she picks out things that are based on girls here she picked up martian manhunter and i thought well that's odd because he's the one i like the least and that's the one she likes the most and i asked her why she goes because he can change shape and he's got a cool voice and he's green and I just like how he he asks questions and he's trying to learn. So that's what she took from from watching that that show, which is at this point fifteen years old. But it's something new to her, and to her it's it's kind of cool. And that was not the character I would have predicted for her. But she's learning and she's asking questions, and she recognizes it's okay to ask questions because. My favorite hero on Justice League Unlimited, John Jones, asks questions. He asks questions, and it's okay, and people answer them. She's actually started to come out of her shell a little bit. She's she's asking questions at school where she was really shy and, and afraid to ask. But for whatever reason, she's saying, okay, it's okay to ask questions. If I ask, people will answer, and I'll know. Then I'll know more, and I want to know more. So don't be – yes, that's a child example – but it's never too late to ask questions, and you don't know it all. So when somebody, why do you read comic books as an adult? Because I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to read everything I can because in that way I can learn, and then I can better suit myself to the world around me. I can better understand those people around me who may be different than me, who may be green and change shape and are from Mars, or simply I just want to learn more about what the writer was thinking. I want to read an interesting story. I want to see pictures that help me complete that story because I want to go away for 15 minutes while I'm reading a comic book or whatever, it how long it takes you to read a comic book. That's all I want to do. I just want to have an opportunity to um, quickly get in, get out, and have a little bit of a fantasy uh, about this story, whatever it might be. You know, it's not a, it's not your world, but it's something you can enjoy uh, in brief periods of time. And again, they're not very long. You know, 17, 18 pages of actual comic book with ads in, in interspersed. It's not a long read for most people. The words aren't too big. That's the other thing. I forget to mention that. Sometimes they use words you don't understand. And you have to look them up. And guess what? You've just learned something. So this is the same thing that everything in these comic books, as with any other type of reading, helps you learn. Helps you become better at what you do and how you do it in life. And that's why you read comic books as an adult, because you still want to learn. You haven't given up on life. And I think that's a great thing. So again, somebody turns to you and says, why do you comic books? You turn to them and say, why don't you? Why don't you? If you worry about the stigma, stop. Don't worry about the stigma. 
If you don't enjoy it, there's got to be a story you enjoy. There's got to be a character you enjoy. There's got to be a team you enjoy. Go find it. Take them to the comic book store and introduce them to the comic books. When they're asking that question, it's because they want to know. They're asking because they want to learn more. You've piqued their interest enough for them to ask. Don't shut them down. Don't kick them out. Take them to the comic book store right away and ask them to walk through and talk to the staff and find out something and let them walk out with a couple comic books they can read. Buy it for them. Buy it for them. No cost to them. They walk out. They've got some comic books to read, and then they can discuss them with you. If you like them, if you don't like them, if you, you, you wish you'd done something else, where's more about this character, boom. You've got a new comic book friend. You know, that's what we're here to do. Share this podcast with other people. Share comic books with other people. Share what you know because it only makes the comic books better. It only makes the movies better. It only makes the TV shows better. When more people have input, more people have interest, it makes the things better. When They'll dedicate more resources to a movie or to a comic book or to a TV show when they think people actually want to watch. You get low ratings, they don't, they don't put as much energy towards it. They just kind of mail it in. They, they know they're high ratings. They know people want to see it. So that's my take. Why do I read comic books? Because we all should. That, that's the long and the short of it. We all should. Check me out on uh, HannahTreeProductions.com. Uh, send me a Twitter at uh, Comic Book Tales. And I'd love to hear from your, your thoughts, your comments, any future topics. Please let me know. Thanks for talking to you. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>